You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Elves. Peter, how are we doing today? Uh, I'm all, I'm in a very crappy mood, but how are you doing today? Welcome to the Celtics funeral, uh, Pombo and Peter's Picks edition. Right. Yeah, so um, we did not have an episode last week. So in this week's episode, we'll kind of recap of the stuff we missed. But Peter, I'm glad we decided to record on a Tuesday as we release this episode on a Wednesday because now we have the NBA final set and the Stanley Cup final set. So it actually worked out pretty well timing-wise for us. But I think we have to start off with uh, our worst possible news was the Miami Heat uh, defeated the Boston Celtics in seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, The Heat advanced to the NBA Finals while the Celtics fall short. Uh, This series, again, we didn't record last week, so we were kind of behind on all this. Uh, this this series started off with the Heat winning their first three games of the series. Uh, then the Celtics came roaring back, forced a game seven, but they were not able to make history. Uh, if the Celtics were to re- come back and win that series, they would have been the first team in NBA history uh, to overcome a 3-0 deficit. So that did not happen, Peter. Uh, history did not repeat itself with the Red Sox. Uh, the Heat, one and seven. So Peter, right off the bat, what went wrong for the Celtics in this game and this series as a whole? Well, this game, I mean, Jalen Brown didn't show up. He's going to get so much slander. I don't feel so bad for him. And then Jason Tatum's, I don't know if his ankle was bothering him. Obviously, injured it, but he couldn't hit a three for his life either. The only person that showed up in game seven was Derek White. Hats off to him. But, I mean, that's about it. Uh, it's going to be a dark time in Boston. Jalen Brown's probably going to get traded. I don't even want to hear slander. There's so much Jalen Brown slander, too. Yeah, I, I think the one, the one takeaway I have is this is going to be the looming question all offseason. So Jalen Brown, we, we talked about a couple weeks ago, made All-NBA second team, so he is now eligible for that like Supermax deal. Uh, it's going to pay him like $260 million if the Celtics offer it to him. And Jalen Brown, look, he had a real bad playoff series. Game 7, he had an opportunity to really step up when Tatum hurt his ankle in the first play of the game, and he just didn't do it. If Brown was able to really propel and uh, what's the word I'm looking for, kind of elevate his team and the Celtics were able to win this series due to Jalen Brown, I think Jalen Brown's stock would have went through the roof. And I think a lot of people would have been saying that Jalen Brown is the one to keep over Jason Tatum. Uh, But the reality is Jalen Brown fell flat. He had eight turnovers in game seven. Uh, I was the most of his NBA career. Uh, He didn't shoot the ball well. He turned the ball over. And he was a big reason why the Celtics lost. It wasn't just because of him, like you just said, Peter. Uh, the Celtics shot as poor as they possibly could. I think they made nine three-pointers. Um, I think they made, I think they were, what, 19% or 29%. I don't even know what the number was. And again, a lot of people didn't follow the Celtics in the regular season, but that's kind of the Celtics basketball, Peter. We've talked about it all year. They live and die by the three, and the threes didn't fall and they lost. It was pretty much that simple. Um, but back to the Jalen Brown point, are you in favor of moving him? If so, is there somebody you have in mind or? I mean, they got to move one of them. I don't think they can run it back with the same exact team like they did a year ago. And I feel like the time of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I, I don't think you can get rid of Tatum. So ultimately it's going to be Brown, but I don't know. You, you're probably better than that. Give me a, I mean, lowered. I don't know. 
Is that is that realistic? I don't even know. So I think a lot obviously of obviously it's gonna be a sign and trade, right? So no, it would be a trade because they would no. um sign him. Oh, I get yeah, sure. It, I guess it's technically a sign and trade. So Jalen Brown has one year left on his remaining contract, but he is eligible this this summer to sign that supermax deal. If the Celtics offer it to him, and then the following summer they offer Jason Tatum his supermax, which is going to be about three hundred five million, uh, the the Celtics would have six hundred five million dollars combined to J- Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, which would take up over fifty percent of the new salary cap. So if this was in the old CBA for the NBA, it really wouldn't be too much of a debate. I think it has now become a debate solely because the CBA now makes it difficult to have two superstars making two uh, massive contracts. So I think the Celtics have a a really question on their hand. Do they think Jalen Brown is worth that money? Does Jalen Brown want to stay in Boston? Does he want to be his own guy in another market? Uh, There's a lot of questions. Jason Tatum uh, made a comment for in his post-game press conference that he kind of said, look, look, I would think Jalen Brown is wicked valuable to this team. Uh, and I think the Celtics should do everything they can to keep him. And I think that says volume because I do think the Celtics sort of are going to do what Jason Tatum wants. If Jason Tatum wants a guy like Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal, then I think the Celtics might pivot. If Jason Tatum wants Jalen Brown to stay, which all signs are pointing towards, and I think the Celtics are likely going to keep him for this coming season. Now, I think he's going to sign that Supermax deal with the Celtics. I do, and I think everyone's going to lose their mind. Um, and I think the Celtics are going to sort of running ba- run it back with their core. I know it's going to make a lot of people angry, but I just think that's the reality right now. Uh, Jalen Brown is going to be at an affordable number next year. And let's say next year we're in the same position. They could look to trade him or the year after. You know, it's not like they're fully stuck to him. Um, and I just think you're not going to be able to trade him and get the, his full value. Like, I, again, like you were just saying, Peter, is Damian Lillard realistic? Damian Lillard is 33 years old. He's making over $40 million the next three years of his contract. He got hurt at the end of the year. Is he going to hold up in his mid-30s? That's a question in itself. But again, you don't see a lot of superstar for superstar trades in the NBA. Uh, I think that's something that a lot of people want, but it's just not the reality, unfortunately. Sure, you would want to move Jalen Brown for another superstar, but if you can't do that, what are you going to move him for? Like a lottery pick and two rotation guys? Like, it feels nah, like you're then the whole Boston market would yeah. kill everybody. So unless you can move him for a star that makes Jason Tatum happy, I, I, again, I, I keep him, and I think they're going to try to run it back next year. Sure, the roster's not going to look the same. I think you're going to have to peel off one of Brogdon, Smart, or White. My guess would be Brogdon. I think you would sell high on him coming off that sixth, year, sixth man of the year award. He was the healthiest he's ever been in his NBA career. I think you might be able to get something for Brogdon um, that would probably fit this Celtics core. Grit Williams. What about Derek White? Derek, Derek White's probably amazing too. Derek White, I think the Celtics might actually look to extend his contract. He has one more year left on his deal after this. He's coming off, look, uh, all NBA second defense. He had a phenomenal series. Of course, we all remember his game six tip in, which was insane. Uh, and he showed up for Game 7, like you said, Peter. I think they might look to extend Derek White. Smart has two years left on his deal. White has one. Brogdon, I think, has two or three. But Brogdon feels like the easy one to me. I We saw a lot of his um, defensive shortcomings in the playoffs. As, and I don't know if he's ever going to be as healthy as he was this season. So I would try to move him and try to get a backup wing, a guy that can shoot and play defense. That's what I would sort of do. Um, I think the Celtics might look to move a guy like Peyton Pritchard, who 
I don't know how much value he has, but he has shown some spurts when he's actually been given an opportunity. I'm not saying you're going to get anything crazy for him, but maybe Brett he gets Williams. a cheap, affordable talent. Grit Williams, he's going to walk. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Celtics bench will be kind of reorganized. The Celtics, in my opinion, are going to completely revamp their coaching staff, uh, assistant coaching staff, I should say. I think Joe Missoula stays put. Um, if Missoula got swept, then I think there would be a lot harder questions being asked about him. But uh, granted, the Celtics absolutely failed. I do think Missoula is still back. The Celtics did force a game seven, uh, and I think that at least saved his job, in my opinion. Uh, but the reality is the Celtics lost three assistant coaches this year alone. Missoula was elevated, so they never replaced him. Will Hardy is the new head coach of the Jazz. They never replaced him. Uh, Stoudemire, he ended up being the new head coach of the uh, Georgia Tech in college. They didn't replace him. Just three guys they never replaced. It's clear they need some guys on that bench with NBA pedigree and NBA experience. I want Frank Vogel. He's my guy. Um, I want Steven Silas. He's another guy who Brad Stevens likes. He was the coach of the Houston Rockets. Two guys with NBA experience. Uh, They weren't great head coaches, but at least they bring in some experience. That's who I think. Celtics your target, and I think that's something you're going to see. I also think the remaining guys on Missoula staff, they're probably going to all move to Ime Udoka staff in Houston because they didn't agree to be assistants for Joe Missoula. They agreed to be assistants for Ime Udoka. So I think the main point for the Celtics offseason is going to be revamping the coaching staff. That's what I think is going to be the main takeaway. I know that's going to frustrate people. It's going to frustrate fans because everyone is still emotional. Two days removed from that epic loss in Game 7, but Maybe in a month or two, people kind of calm down on their feelings towards this team. Uh, the reality is the best chance to get back there might just sort of be to run it back. I know it sucks, but it might just be the reality. Now, after game seven of this, game seven of the Bruins, would you rather them get swept and not go through the heartbreak? No. Correct no, answer is yes. No, correct answer is yes. Can't keep doing this. Feel that. 2019, I know, I know, this, I know. two years ago, can't keep doing that. I know a lot of people uh, that I watched the game with were like, I wish Derek White never tipped the ball and we lost in six. That's but the reality, uh, the reality is the Celtics had an opportunity. Game seven at their home court, they had, look, I know Jason Tatum hurt that ankle in the first play of the game, but everything was set up for the Celtics to win this game. But they were, what, nine-point favorites, eight-point favorites? Yeah, eight and a half. Set up for success. And ultimately, they didn't get the job done. And again, I would take that over 100 out of 100 times. Just didn't, it wasn't their night. They failed, like Jalen Brown said. They failed the team. They failed the city. They failed everything, and he's right. But I know it sucks, and it feels like the heartbreak has been awful this year between the Bruins and the Celtics uh-huh. for really the last two years, but it just sucks. And I think this is uh, this was supposed to be a summer of parades, and everyone had that Bruins-Celtics tickets, and everyone already ripped them up, of course. But, uh, yeah, it sucks. And, Peter, I will say, uh, before we kind of switch gears, I did have a ticket when the Celtics fell down 2-0 to the Heat to win the finals. Mm. Ah. Rip. Well, to be fair, rip to the Boston. And what what, uh, Chris put on Twitter, I don't know if somebody else did, but it made me laugh. We're at Officer of Boston's last hope this year, which is absolutely funny. Oh, we're in for a long, <laughs> long summer. It sucks, man. I wanted, it really I does. wanted one. I wanted one parade. I don't want both. I know that wasn't a realistic. Yeah, unfortunately. Not even the finals final for either. Yeah, it's before we switch, I guess. Um, I'll, let me tie this into the Bruins a little bit. Do you think 
It was worse that the Celtics lost to an eight seed in the conference final. I guess the Bruins also lost to an eight seed. So I guess that kind of takes away my point. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Forget it. Forget it. Forget but it. But no, I mean, the Celtics are way more accomplished, I guess. Yeah. He's the conference finals. What can you do? Agreed. He beat the Knicks and the Bucks. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, exactly. It's not like the Celtics got bounced in the first round. Um, but look, you got to give the Heat credit. Caleb Martin was absolutely insane. He should have been the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Yeah, why wasn't he? The, Obviously, so name, there's, name, uh, I, guess. I think there's nine voters, and it was like 5-4 Jimmy Butler, or seven voters, and it was 4-3 Jimmy Butler. But again, if you watch that series, wire to wire, Caleb Martin clearly um, elevated the Heat. Even when the Heat lost in Game 6, he was there. Butler, he struggled in Game 6. In Game 7, in my opinion, Caleb Martin was... Had a better game than Jimmy Butler. Uh, yeah, I think it was a whole name thing, in my opinion, which kind of sucks. I want like to give, give it to Bam, too, being facetious. I mean, uh, by entering Jason Tatum, but there you go. Yeah, right. It's crazy to think uh, what would have happened if, if Jason Tatum didn't get hurt. I think, honestly, the Celtics probably still would have lost, but I think it would have been more competitive. Uh, it just, it was, it was, he was clearly hobbled and I, it sucked. Uh, first play of the game, but you really can't make that kind of stuff up. You really can't. Um, all right, Peter. So we're doing a quick recap of the Western Conference Finals. Not much to say about this. The Nuggets sweep the Lakers 4-0, rip to Peter's ticket. Uh, Nikola Jokic is going to make his first ever Finals appearance. Uh, but I think maybe the main takeaway of the series was, other than the Nuggets moving on, was LeBron James making a comment after the sweep of the Nuggets. He kind of mentioned that his future was sort of in um, in limbo, that retirement was on the table. Uh, do you believe there's any merit to Le- those uh, claims that Re- LeBron could retire? Maybe retirement, but I do not. Well, because well, maybe not even retirement. He's better than like 95, 90% of the league anyway. So like, I don't even know why. They could just load manage him to death and he'll still be fine. And all the people that are like trade rumors to anywhere else, like isn't his son going to UNC anyway? There's no way he's getting out of California. Unless he goes to the Clippers, which I don't see what's happening either. But I don't know. I, he just loves to be in the headlines. You'll see him back next year. Agreed. Somewhere. I, I think it was two things, in my opinion. One, um, well, I think he had two motives when he said it. One was he sort of wanted to change the narrative a little bit. The headline, like you just mentioned, that uh, instead of the Lakers being swept, is, is this LeBron James' last ever NBA game? It sort of changes the conversations and the in the topics. Uh, and, question, and my second motive, I believe, was he's putting pressure on the Lakers' front office to sort of do what he wants them to do this offseason. I think he sort of lost power uh, within the Lakers Lakers organization. Um, in my opinion, that I work, think... Because that worked out, Dwight Howard, Russell agreed. Westbrook. Rightfully so, and he's 38 years old. Uh, and I think he's kind of putting the pressure on the Lakers. I think he wants the Lakers to uh, sign Kyrie Irving. And I think the Lakers are like, we'd rather sign, re-sign Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. So I think LeBron's sort of putting a little bit of pressure on them. Like, hey... I can just retire and you're back to sucking. So I think he's bluffing. I think you look at his contract and look how it's uh, it's created. He has one more year and then a player option. He's going to play next year out. He will then opt out after next year. Uh, and then in my opinion, he will play his final season wherever his son gets drafted. That I feel like has always been his plan. Uh, and I don't see that changing now. I, like I said, I think there's two things. Those are the two motives, in my opinion. Changing the narrative, putting some pressure on the Lakers front office because uh, I don't think his fingerprints 
um, were on their deadline acquisitions. Uh, and it was clear the Lakers got better after the trade deadline. Look, they made the Western Conference Finals after being a seven seed. They were barely in the playing tournament at the trade deadline. Uh, and sh- shout out to Rob Palenka, the Lakers GM. He made the necessary moves and acquisitions. Uh, and the Lakers are going to have a decision on their hands. Are they going to kind of do what they want to do and sort of build the way they want and re-sign Rui and re-sign Reeves? Or are they going to go the LeBron way and sign a guy like Kyrie or sign a guy like Draymond Green? So both guys who are clearly LeBron James guys. So I think those are two things to look at as the NBA offseason is going to uh, quickly vamp up. And the NBA offseason is always a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. No, it's not the NFL. No, it's, it's close, though. It's close. All right, Peter. So that leads us, of course, to an NBA Finals that we all saw coming between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, everybody had that chalked out when the playoffs started. So, Peter, who do you like in this series and why? And in how to many be games fair, we would be facetious. Dave probably did. Um, probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, I like the Nuggets in uh, six, five. I don't know. It's so hard. I mean, we haven't seen the Nuggets in like a week or like in Over my mind. Like, I'll yeah, I mean, Jimmy Butler's hobbled. Everybody else is hobbled on the Heat. Like, they can't keep that going. All that being said, though, don't be surprised on the Heat. It's all destiny. But uh, probably five or six games. I don't I don't see how anybody can beat Jokic. Or even Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is on fire, too. Jamal Murray is. Yeah, yeah, he's heating up. This is, tell you what, Peter, I'm thinking Nuggets and six as well. Um, And I think it's going to be a situation where you might see the Heat steal a game in Denver. It might even be game one. Uh, yeah, don't like be surprised when the Heat win game one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really and I think, like, oh my God, yeah. 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 When you're off 10 days, I think that kind of, uh, it resets the mentality and the Lakers, of co- I mean, the Heat, are, of course, are coming off a seven-game series in which it was a wire-to-wire series. They only have two days off uh, and the Nuggets are might be too rested. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat kind of split in Denver. But uh, look, uh, I just think this Denver Nuggets team uh, is deeper than the heat despite the fact that we saw from Caleb Lamar and Duncan Robbins and all those heat shooters Max Strews uh Jamal Murray Nikola Jokic I think they're just too tough to guard is Tyler uh, Hero they, coming back though he's supposed to be back by game three but how much is he really healthy how much of an impact is he going to have and honestly if I'm the heat Caleb Martin has been better oh, than yeah. Tyler Hero so how is that going to all shake out so I th- I'll tell you what the only thing that the only way I see the heat winning this series if they can stop Jamal Murray, I think that's going to be the key to this series. Nikola Jokic is going to get his. He's going to get his triple doubles. But the key is, can you stop everybody else? Can you stop Jamal Murray in the fourth quarter? Can you stop a guy like Michael Porter Jr.? Can you limit the Denver Nuggets rotation, guys? That's going to be the key. Can Aaron Gordon kind of be neutralized defensively? A lot of question marks for this Heat series. And I just think ultimately in the NBA, look, most of the time the best team wins with the best player. In this case... Denver Nuggets and Nicole Jokic. The NBA is finally going to see Nicole Jokic hoist the Larry O'Brien, Larry O'Brien trophy. I'm going Nuggets. All right. And uh, for everybody to wonder, Jay, you have so many tickets. I what do. Could I possibly do. go wrong. I do. I, exactly. I was very upset after my Celtics loss. So I was, uh, I made a bunch of sad tickets. And for anyone who I was mocking me for not having Nicole Jokic MVP tickets, I do have. NBA Finals MVP tickets. Bet it like 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I did. Whenever we started. The pod, just did it go. for the pod. Literally just for the pod. Uh, all right. Uh, before we switch gears here, uh, other NBA news. Uh, in the coaching circles, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks 
Uh, they hired uh, Adrian Griffin, formerly of the Toronto Raptors. He was an assistant coach there. Uh, Adrian Griffin is somebody that uh, reportedly got along with Giannis, and it was somebody that Giannis really fought for to get this job. So Adrian Griffin is a first-time head coach. Uh, the Bucks elect to go with him over Nick Nurse. It really came down to those two names. Uh, do you like the hire for the Bucks? I mean, we don't really know much about Adrian Griffin. He, again, he's coming from that Toronto Raptors scheme. Uh, and I guess if Giannis wants him, it's the right hire, right? Yeah, I mean, it's Giannis's team. You probably know more about Adrian Griffin because you know every assistant coach, and even college probably. But yeah, no, no, good no, for the no, Bucks. No, no. no. But I, I did All know right, who Adrian Griffin was. Uh, Adrian Griffin, he, I remember he was actually a player. He played with the Dallas Mavericks, and like I think he might have won that title with them. If I'm crazy, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I read that on Twitter. I was like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he did. Um, but it, if look, if he's somebody that is going to get along with Giannis, then I think you're probably going to be happy. So, uh, again, we'll see how that kind of shakes out, but Everyone kind of was calling for Budenholzer's head uh, after he got canned. So that's how it's going to go, Peter. That's how it's going to go. Uh, all right, moving on. Next, the Philadelphia 76ers. We were just talking about Nick Nurse. Uh, he was hired by the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Nick Nurse, who's coming off being fired by the Toronto Raptors. Nick Nurse won the NBA Finals in 2000. Was it 19? 19, 19 yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what do you think of Nick Nurse? Are you a Nick Nurse fan? It feels like Twitter is sort of... Uh, on the fence with him. He's got a big fan base, but he also has a lot of fans that think he sucks. I'm a Nick Nurse fan. I feel like just his time in Toronto this year ran out. I mean, obviously it's all Kawhi Leonard in 2019, but what, what can you do? I, I like that hire. They had to fire Doc Rivers. Who else, who else would they want? Like, Yeah, I think the other candidate was Monty Williams. Monty Williams. Yeah. I don't know if Monty Williams wants to coach this year. It feels like he's going to take this year off, I think. Um. It feels it felt like that was the obvious spot for him if he wanted a coach. It looked like he probably didn't want a coach. Uh, Who's Doc so, Rivers going? Nowhere. Yeah, that's that's he seems one of the last ones standing. There's still a couple jobs open. Detroit is still open, uh, and Phoenix is the other spot open. Doc Rivers yeah. is a finalist for that job. It's him, Frank Vogel, and I forgot who the third candidate is. Um, but tell you what, I think Doc Rivers ends up being the coach in Phoenix. That'd be my guess. Um, he'll be reunited with Chris Paul, uh, which. Oh, worked yeah. out so well the first time, so we'll see how that goes. Um, last thing, Peter, Bob Myers, who uh, he's known as the architect for that Warriors dynasty, four championships, I think six appearances. Uh, he gave Steph Curry that max deal uh, when a lot of people kind of scrutinized him for it. Um, he was able to kind of keep that core intact for over a decade now. Uh, we've seen a lot of NBA super teams sort of break up, and the Warriors never did that. They won championships. So Bob Myers, uh, he stepped down. Uh, it's unclear what his future is going to be. He's been with the Warriors his whole NBA career. Not sure if he's going to pivot to another organization or if he's going to step down uh, in a year or two. But I do think he's notable because now the Warriors are going to hire a new GM and president. Uh, and I think they might sort of revamp and kind of age out. Like I think Draymond Green could be somebody that is going to wear a different uniform next year. Jordan Poole is somebody that could get dealt. Uh, maybe Jonathan Kaminga gets traded. Uh, who knows? Uh, but I, I don't think the Warriors are going to go to the bottom. Like, they still have Steph Curry. I think they're going to keep Klay Thompson. So uh, it's just going to be interesting to see kind of how they operate once their core gets broken up. Because now it feels like an, it's inevitable. Oh, yeah. Well, one of them won. When I was like, well, they're just going to blow it up. Steph Curry excluded. So Draymond Good, good for him, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
Draymond Green will be the one, I think, that's going to be somewhere else next year. Um, he obviously wants to go to the Lakers. We'll see how much pull LeBron has. Um, shocker. Yeah, shocker. So we'll see. But Bob Myers, I don't think he's going to be a president this year. I think he's going to sit this year out and kind of reevaluate his options. I know everyone's like, oh, bring him in, bring him in. But I also don't think he's going to want to go to a championship caliber team. I think he's probably going to want to revamp and retool a new operation because I think that's probably be a bigger challenge for him. You know what I mean? So, all right, Peter, let's switch. Uh, let's go to the NHL. Um, one Florida team gets to the NBA Finals and one gets to the Stanley Cup Finals. The Florida Panthers punched their ticket to the Stanley Cup Finals. And the Vegas Knights, who we got to witness, Peter, uh, last winter, also punched their ticket to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, you have any takeaways on the Stanley Cup Finals itself and who you like? Yes, it's the Bruins, bad Bruins, Bull versus Cassidy versus the person that uh, got him out. It's going to be Florida. Florida's going to beat them in like five games, maybe. Florida's just destroying everybody in their path. And when you answer that question, no, it does not still make me feel better when the Panthers sweep the Golden Knights. But in Boston, what can you go wrong? It doesn't even matter. Even if the Golden Knights win, everyone's just going to be like, why do you fire Cassidy? That's why you listen to the coach. And yeah. not Marshan and Bergeron, because they hate him. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, I ultimately think that um, you look at this series, right? My head tells me to pick Florida. I'm rooting for Vegas, but here's a question. Who should Bruin fans root for? Bruce Cassidy or the team that bounced them and the Panthers? Panthers, probably, I think. You think? Uh, I, that's what everyone's saying, and I don't, I don't know. I'm, I think you should root People for Vegas. People don't like Jim Montgomery either. I think you should root for Vegas. I really do. I mean, Cassidy got fired. It wasn't like he, he quit. Like yeah, but the players asked him to do that. That's I get it. I, I get it, but I want to see Florida win. I just don't. I, I'm rooting for Vegas. A, I love the city. B, I didn't have an issue with Bruce Cassidy. I remember when they fired him, I was a little disappointed. And C, everyone's picking Florida, so I'm picking Vegas. Vegas and seven. Screw them. That should be your ticket. That's going to be a major. It's not even that crazy, though, Peter. I was looking at No, it's, it's not. It's hockey. It's not plus money, I don't believe. Oh, really? I'm wrong. Hang on. Probably should. I don't know. Did you watch game one of the Panthers Hurricane game? The four overtime game? Oh, my God. (laughs) Christ. After the second overtime, I was like, damn. Like, yeah, somebody was on that ice for like two hours. I was like, holy crap. Jeez. The Knights are actually favored according to DraftKings. They are minus 130. The Panthers are plus 110. All right, well, bet so on the you can bet on the Panthers then. I if the Knights were plus three hundred, I'd hit that, but they're not. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold. Uh, I'm gonna hold for now. Are you in favor of keeping the overtime period? I mean, the overtime like that. The like the. Oh yeah, I love I love that. You like that. Okay. Because some people forever. some people hate. I don't it. like that shootout. Yeah, I don't know. That's just like the other people with like extra innings. You can't like do home runs every at the end. I guess. Yeah, I like how ML, I like MLB's uh, format. I do like it, and NHL's format doesn't bother me either. Like, how many four overtime games are we going to see realistically? Like, yeah. realistically in the playoffs, a few years ago, but it's not like they yeah. come up every every game. So I'm okay with it, and it builds to the excitement for sure. All oh, right, all right, Peter. Uh, what's a couple NFL points I want to hit oh, on? Oh my gosh! No, just a couple, Peter. Just a couple. Just a couple. Don't worry. Uh, one, DeAndre Hopkins was finally released after trade speculation all offseason. The Cardinals kind of held out, wanted that, uh, wanted to, uh, to trade him, and all NFL teams said, no, you guys are going to end up cutting him. We don't want to take on his contract. And sure enough, after the draft, 
DeAndre Hopkins was finally released and uh, not sure where Hopkins is going to end up. Uh, I saw odds. I'm not sure if DraftKings had them. I'm going to look now, but what fit, uh, what team do you like for a DeAndre Hopkins fit? I think the Ravens. Ravens need a wide receiver. Patriots, obviously, for other reasons. I don't think he's ever going here, though. Cowboys will be fun. Jets will be fun. I don't know. What's, like, realistic, like, stupid? I got some odds. Arizona. No, I'm just I got some odds for you, Peter. Um, these wa- these are from a- the Action Network. I'll read you to them. The Chiefs are favored at plus 300. Oh, my uh, God. The Bills are co-favored to plus 300. The Jets are plus 600. Baltimore plus 700. The Chargers plus 950. Cowboys plus 1,000. The Lions plus 1,200. Patriots plus 1,200. So that's your what? Top what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'll give you two more. Uh, Eagles plus 1,500. And the Jaguars plus 1,500. So from that list that I just gave to you, I think the Chiefs and Bills are probably the two favorites. I think that's fair. Um, Both teams could need additional help at receiver. The Chiefs especially. I thought they were kind of quiet uh, for the receiver market. They kind of waited it out. Um, the Jets, I don't see. I really don't. Uh, the Ravens, I'm not buying it either. They spent a lot of money on Odell Beckham Jr., who a little bit of a risk in his 30s now. DeAndre Hopkins is a similar kind of thing. Uh, I don't see the Cowboys. The Chargers just drafted a receiver in the first round, so I'm going to say no. The Lions and Patriots, I think they're sort of looming. I would say those are the four, in my opinion. Chiefs, Bills. Lions, Patriots. I think it's one of those four. Those would be yeah, I guess because you're not trading. I mean, you're not paying Jared Goff soon, so. And yeah. I think they could need help. And did you see? Uh, did you see Twitter loser mind? Did you see DeAndre Hopkins' Instagram story yesterday? Nope. He was oh. working out, and it was like a picture of a gym. And on the TV, it was a, uh, it, it was a picture of Bill Belichick. Like it was a reca- It was a NFL oh, Network. Just... It was a recap of like the 2004 Super Bowl. So everyone's like, oh. The one thing I'll say about the Patriots, they can they they fit. I'm not saying they will, but they physically can offer the most money out of those four teams. They have the most kind of space. But the question is, let's say hypothetically, if the Bills offer DeAndre Hopkins, let's say eight million dollars a year, and the Patriots offer him nine million dollars a year, is he going to pick the Patriots or the Bills? <laughs> yeah, probably going to take the Bills. You know, I think the Patriots, if they want him, they're going to have to blow away in an offer. So those would be my four teams, in my opinion. Lions, Patriots, Bills, Chiefs, one of the four. Um, All right, last thing, Jimmy Garoppolo, who, of course, signed with my Vegas Raiders. Uh, A lot of people are sort of skeptical that Garoppolo is actually going to suit up at all in Vegas, apparently. Uh, Do you remember when his press conference was delayed a couple days? They said he was taking a physical, uh, and they were kind of reworking the language in the contract. So now all that has sort of been leaked out. Garoppolo, I guess, needed foot surgery, and he has that Liz Frank foot injury. And if he fails another physical, the Raiders could cut him and be free of any money. Not saying they're going to cut him, but it does lead to a bigger question if Garoppolo isn't healthy. You look at the Raiders quarterback situation, they have our guy Brian Hoyer, and uh, they drafted a quarterback, that O'Connell kid in Purdue in the fourth round. So there really isn't many options. You look at the free agent market, Carson Wentz, um, Matt Ryan, God, oh God! Yeah. Do you want to kind of spin a uh, spin a trade and maybe try to convince San Francisco to give you Trey Lance? What do you do? So, uh, are you worried about the Raiders? I mean, I guess no. I mean, no. The, they had to know coming in, I guess. Unless he didn't say he was going to get surgery, and he's like, "Oh, got foot surgery." 
Maybe they could trade for somebody else. I mean, uh, Brian, Brian Hoyer is terrible, but maybe he can't be that bad. We love Paul on this podcast, you oh, sure? Yeah, we do, but not as not as QB1. We love him QB2. I'm still Paul over Zappi, but uh, as QB2. Trade for Zappi. Trade yeah. for Get Stidham back. And he signed in Denver. That I thought they were gonna. I thought they were gonna keep him, but they didn't. And the Raiders had an opportunity to draft a quarterback. Do you remember they had a high draft pick and they sort of passed? So I think I will say this: if Garoppolo does end up getting released, right? Let's say he gets cut and he isn't healthy enough to play. That foot injury is worse than they anticipated. Wait, he's gonna get cut? That's the he could simply yeah he could, the Raiders could cut him and be free of anything if that foot okay. injury is as worse than they anticipated. My guy McDaniel's is in a lot of trouble because then you would look at it. You trade you you got rid of Derek Carr, right? He walked. You had a top ten draft pick. You elected to pass on the quarterback situation early. You bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, who's your guy, and he's not healthy enough to play. G- My guy Josh McDaniels would be in a lot of trouble, a real lot of trouble. Um, yeah, that would look real bad for this Raiders team. Trying to think if what I I do think ultimately Garoppolo will be okay. It feels like there's a lot of overreacting. I, I'm, I'm not saying he's not hurt, but I do think ultimately he'll be all right. If for whatever reason he's not, oof, Peter, my Raiders are in tough, 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 tough. Hopefully Josh is there when we see him in October. That'd yeah, right. Josh might be gone. <laughs> <by then. laughs> that will be sad. We'll be the first coach fired. Where's those, where are those odds? Oh my God. Right. Seriously. I don't even know where they'd pivot towards. And everyone's like, oh, Tom Brady, he's a part owner of the Raiders, this and that. He's not going to be a He's not going to go down. Gonna do that if since he now has partial owner stake in the team, a he doesn't have. I know a lot of people are like, oh, like he's just trying to sabotage Garoppolo because he doesn't like him. A he doesn't have any roster decision. He doesn't have that kind of power. B, if he wanted to play, he would need ownership approval. He would need, I think, twenty-four of thirty-two owners to say yes. Are they going to do that? If you're in the right, AFC so West, why would you say yes? Twenty-three. So like Robert Kraft will say yes. We'll say yes blind. If you're the Chiefs owner, like if you're the Hunt family, why would you say yes? Yeah, right. Like, why would you do that? Or Denver. Uh, so if you're in the AFC, Chargers. why would you do that? Yeah. yeah. And it would make, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I again, I, I'm i in the belief that Brady's done. So I think you got to hope Garoppolo is healthy enough. you got to hope that kid from Purdue is good, who I picked up in my dynasty drafts, Peter. Big brain over oh, here. Oh, there you go. You never know. So, yeah, well, we shall see, Peter. We shall see. That dynasty league, I'm winning next year. Not this year. I'm winning next year. 2024? Yeah. Why can't you win this year? Uh, I don't know. I screwed up. I don't have any wide receivers. I have too many running backs. I'm going to read you my... Uh, I need another quarterback, so that's why I'm hoping that uh, that Aiden O'Connell kid can play a little bit. Because my quarterbacks, I have Kirk Cousins in that league. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Ooh. Wrong league. But I do Ooh. think I have Kirk Cousins in that league, right? Yeah, I have Kirk Cousins and Daniel so. Jones. Yeah, I have That's Cousins it. and Daniel Jones. And I have Malik Willis. Didn't pan out. Uh, I uh, I have that O'Connell kid, like I said. I also have Jacoby Brissett. He ain't going to play. Winston's not going to play. I have Colt McCoy, who probably played the first half of the year. And I have Baker Mayfield, who's probably going to start in Tampa Bay. So. I love my running back room, though, Peter. I got Ramondre, Nick Chubb. Yeah, you got stupid Seth. You're not listening. Stupid Seth. B. John and Najee Harris. Boom. Wow. You like my running back crew? I like mine better. Travis Etienne, Bryce Hall, Jamal Gibbs, Jamal Williams. Uh, That's about it. <laughs> Isaiah Bacheco. 
Well, maybe we'll be in the finals. Who knows? All right, Peter. Oh, five basically week time. one. Nice. Oh, are we? Oh, boy. Let's say we, let's say we can't talk till September. <laughs> yeah, can't do it. All right, five questions not about football. Number one, we'll get this out of the way. Do not say a football thing because it ruins the whole segment. What's the most disappointing loss in sports in your lifetime? After game um, seven of the Celtics and stupid Bruins. This, uh, I'm being honest with you. This game seven defeat is up there. It really is. Oh, really? Oh, it really is. That's up. I'll give you three because it's been a bunch. This is up there. I'll exclude the Patriots. Um, losing in the, with the Celtics in the finals last year was up there. Um, Bruins in 19. The Blues was up there. Uh, I'm trying to think of a Red Sox one here. Because like when the Red Sox are in the playoffs, they usually win. You can't. Whatever they're, yeah, in the World Series, we haven't seen them lose. That's what I'm saying. So, so uh, if I include football, uh, can I just, I'm not going to, I won't ruin it, but if I had to include football, I'm going to. Oh, 07, say, obviously. Yeah. 07 would be one. The Celtics defeat might be two. Huh. Yeah. All right. Since it's graduation season last week. Do you have a memorable graduation story? High school, bachelor's, master's? Um, or first thing that comes to mind? Yeah, 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 for sure. My Curry one, uh, I'm never going to forget it, that it was during COVID. It was a year late. I was only allowed two guests. Everybody wore oh, yeah. masks. So I think that's how I'll always remember it. For better or worse, that's how I'll remember it. Number three, how was Justin slash Alex's graduation? Or how was New York, I guess? So the drive sucked. It was five and a half hours um, each Wait, way. Did you leave right from Justin's thing? Yeah. Like that was... So Justin graduated Saturday at, time was out, maybe 11 a.m. That was done by like whatever it was, 1, 1 Drove to New York, five and a half hours or five hours, whatever. Uh, spent the night in New York, had Alex's in the morning, and then went home just in time for game three of the Eastern Conference Finals, which the Celtics lost by like 40. Then you're like, yeah. Yeah. All right, number four, you're going to Disney for Justin's graduation. What are you most hyped for in Disney? So I, I this is the third time I'll be going to Disney World. I went when I was in second How long grade. are you going? I'm going from Wednesday to Sunday. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be yeah. at a park Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I'm going um to Epcot, I'm going to Magic Kingdom, and then Hollywood Studios. I'm not going to Animal Kingdom. Um so third time. I haven't been since 2014. I'm excited, honestly, for the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. That's what everyone tells me. It's the best ride in the world. I'm excited to see the Star Wars stuff, too. I'm excited for... What else am I excited for? Everyone tells me Tron's cool. Uh, I'm just excited for it. You know, the weather's going to be good. The weather's fine here now, but I'm excited. That's good. That's good. And number five, everything else excluded, what's your favorite LG Disney character? Don't say, like, Star Wars. Don't say, you know... You're saying, like, OG? Yeah, like OG, like, I don't know, Mickey. Or... Like original, so nothing like yeah, not Marvel yeah, yeah. or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got yeah. you. Um, Stephen A. Smith. No. <laughs> uh, Scott Van Pell. Um, yeah. I'll say probably Mickey Mouse. I'll say Mickey Mouse. I, I, let me try to think of a couple others. Donald Duck. I like him. He's cool. Um, how about Stitch? Stitch count? Stitch S- count? Stitch does count. Stitch okay. does count. Yeah, I'll go Stitch. Those are my top three. It's going to be a live action movie soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Freedom. I did hear about that. I did hear about that. I think they have a, St- a Lilo and Stitch ride, right? Don't they have one of those? Yeah, I assume so. Yeah. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Is there any rides I should go on that you would recommend? When was the last time you've been to Disney? No, I haven't been since I was like seven, eight years old. Oh, so yeah. You're, you're that's, a, that's a math department. 
or a filling unreal. department. Honestly, it, it's changed so much. And like, I've been, I went nine years. Well, Matt went like two weeks ago, didn't I know. Just, and like, uh, yeah, he's already given, I was, I saw him yesterday. He was giving me some hints. Um, nine years ago was the last time I went. And I, everyone tells me it's already changed so much. Like in 2014, none of the new Star Wars movies came out. Like, um, you try to think Marvel, like, but they were in like phase one. Marvel was like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been kind of different. A lot of the rides have changed and that sort of thing. So it's been a long time. Like, in Disney years, I haven't been in fifty years. That's true. Even though it's been nine years of real life, so. Is Universal a thing too? Universal is. It's not Disney property though. It's not. That's not Disney. Uh, that's. It's also in Orlando. I have been once. I went in two thousand fourteen. Are you that doing that cool too? Time. No, I'm not. No. Nope. Your co-host doesn't like it. I guess. Whatever. I guess it's his day. Whatever. Yep. Was that five or was that four? It's five. Nice. All right, Peter. Well, another great episode. I am still crushed and dying inside that the Celtics are out. I was looking forward to watching game one of the finals in Florida. That sucks, but hey, what are you going to do? So next week, uh, Peter, I'll be, you'll see me. I'll be nice and tan. Probably Actually, it's probably going to be, it's probably going to be lit. I know it's not Orlando, but I don't know. Probably get down for it. Still Miami. Yeah, I, I guess. I'm, I'm still like two hours from Miami or whatever, so I'm not going to be. Wear a yoga shirt. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be chirping. Go go go, Jokic. That's my guy. Um, next week we'll kind of talk about we'll have game. Let's see, we'll have two games in the books, maybe three. The NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup Finals, will be underway. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins has a new home. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo gets cut. I don't think it'll happen that soon. Um, We'll get into some baseball stuff, Peter. It's June. Baseball season is sort of. kind of taking swing you know if you're really good you're really good if you really suck at this point you probably really suck so we can kind of get back into that uh next week so yeah oh god stay hot